Uh, I think that you're doing that wrong. Crushing words when I want to seem strong. But when someone's forthcoming about my shortcomings, I know more of humble and less of headstrong. I'm Heidi Marks Morris, and I started teaching high school in 1995. Despite nominal retirement in 2015, I've been in the classroom ever since. I'm writing a book about what I've learned in my career because I want to help others experience the connections and joy that I have found in successful teaching. It's called Teaching Matters, and you can sign up for news of it at my website, MarksTeachingMatters.com. I've spent my life as a teacher, and so I don't have a lot of career experience in other fields. But it seems to me that a teacher is uniquely positioned for receiving criticism. Indeed, you are on stage in front of an audience, a critical and alert audience, one hopes, all day long. But those students are not the only ones who feel entitled or qualified to give a teacher feedback on his or her performance. Also, their parents, whose criticisms are generally based upon hearsay, secondhand information, for better or for worse. Parents give a lot of feedback to teachers. And then there's the professional aspect. Teachers are formally appraised and criticized or evaluated is the proper term by their supervisors, by their administrators, even by their superintendents. And I have been evaluated as well by colleagues at various times as we have had the opportunity to watch one another teach and learn from one another. Criticism is an interesting concept and it is delivered in all kinds of spirits. Everything from truly intended to be helpful to truly intended to eviscerate. And a teacher's position generally is to accept it and implement it and try to move forward and become better because of it. When I first asked for input on my video series here that you're watching, I received a multitude of insights and tips and reactions from people whom I have known for years. They were very free and very honest with what they had to say about what they saw me doing. And it was humbling. It was also highly encouraging because I know that all that criticism was offered in the spirit of helping me achieve my goals. And to do that, I have to get better. Now as a teacher, I don't always expect that the criticism I receive is intended to help me achieve my goal of becoming a better teacher. But I have learned that accepting criticism well depends upon my ability to see that the criticism can help me to that end regardless of who is offering it or what their motive may be. I want to talk a little bit about criticism from students, criticism from parents, 
and then criticism from administrators and talk about it all under that umbrella of how does it help me grow as a teacher. Criticism from students is, I believe, the most helpful source of growth because students are the first-hand consumers of my craft. They see what I do. They know whether, for them personally, what I did was effective in teaching them anything. And no matter how well I believe I may have delivered a lesson, I am always disappointed later to hear that what I said and what was heard are two radically different things. And if there is not open and honest communication from my students, I can very easily end up in a blind alley where all of the students fail the test and I don't know that they didn't know the material until that assessment is made. No one profits from that. When I first began teaching and I learned what the formal evaluation process was, I instantly made what I felt was a sage suggestion. Include student feedback as part of the evaluation process. And that was met with smug criticism, no, but certainly dismissal. I was too young to know better. Students are far too biased in their opinions. They are far too subjective. They are far too unreliable as a means of job performance analysis. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. At least I do for high school students who have more than a decade of experience being students who know effective teaching when they see it, even if they can't necessarily identify its components. Students can tell when they are being effectively taught, when they are being bullied, when they are being patronized, when they are being condescended to, and they react accordingly. I have taken it upon myself to seek criticism directly from my students at least twice a year. I ask for their input and for their feedback anonymously at the end of the semester and at the end of the year. And I go to some lengths to explain why this is valuable and to beg them for their honest and detailed opinions. And what they have to say has very often provided key insights into how well I can do next time I teach that class. Criticism from parents, I always have to take with a grain of salt because they are receiving secondhand information of what happened, information that may or may not have a lot of bearing on reality. <laughs> Let me give you an example. My very first year teaching, I had a young man, I will call him Bob, whose father came to open house, um, so only two or three weeks into the school year and informed me that he was going to the school board to lobby for their firing me because I was, in the testimony of Bob, deliberately causing Bob to fail my class through mishandling his assignments, both as he handed them in and as I handed them back. They vanished 
the zeros in the grade book were entirely the result of my ineptitude had nothing to do with Bob's never turning the assignments in. I was a young teacher and I was rather amazed that dad, Bob's dad, accepted at face value his son's story of what had happened and I encouraged Mr. Bob, the dad, to go to the school board and get me fired because if I were performing my job with such a degree of incompetence, I should not be in the classroom. However, I then offered a different story of the events, namely that Bob didn't complete his assignments and or didn't turn them in and that might account for the grades that he was earning in my class. I have had a lot of parents praise me for what I have done, and I have had a lot of parents criticize me for things I have done. And I have to remember that praise and criticism both can be helpful or inaccurate or both, especially when they are secondhand. Finally, Feedback from administrators. It has always bemused me that my performance as a professional is evaluated based on scheduled visits. In other words, I am expected and encouraged to put on my very best face, to polish up my very best skills, and to put on a show for the evaluator in front of my class, and we all pretend that this is normal and that their evaluation is an accurate portrayal of an everyday sort of lesson in my class. As I have gone through this year as a teacher of a teacher, attempting to train a teacher, I have sat with the formal evaluation form for the school that my friend is attending and I marveled at how she checked all the boxes and her lesson was not effective. She tried hard. She did many things right, but I believe she didn't make sense to her students. Now, that's my subjective appraisal, but it's also my professional opinion based on years of teaching myself. However, Nowhere on that evaluation was there a space or a box or a rubric for scoring student comprehension of the lesson presented. And I was struck by how as easy as it is to create rubrics and scoring guides and assign point values to different traits, teaching is really not strictly quantifiable. And the things that we do as educators aren't always easy to put into words. So many things must happen simultaneously for a lesson to be effective. And so many more things go into it than will ever be seen in a single lesson, especially the atmosphere, the climate, the relationships that underlie the delivery and the receipt of that lesson. And so evaluations by supervisors can often give me key insights onto 
certain aspects of teaching. For example, I, I'm right-handed, so I tend to face the left side of the room more when I speak, something I would never have noticed on my own. I've also had the tendency that I may have to call on particular students pointed out to me. Those sort of discrete habits, yes, they are very helpful, but simply focusing on them is not a good way to improve as a teacher. As a human being, criticism is something we all encounter, and many of us tend to accept criticism only from people whom we judge to be worthy of delivering it. It's their business, or it's their right, or it's their skill level, and only then do they cross the threshold of having something worthy to say to us. I have found that it pays to listen to criticism. It also pays to learn to not take it to heart, but always take it as an opportunity to grow. Believe that you can be better, even as you believe that you do have many strengths, and you will go far as an improving, on a daily basis, educator of kids.